Hey everyone, this is Anthony Fleming, Senior Pastor of Church Alive, praying that this message is fresh, real, and powerful in your mind, your heart, your family, every part of your life. If you enjoy these messages, subscribe to it, share it with a friend to build their faith. God bless you as you lean in to the power and presence of God's Word. Let's, uh, let's stand for the reading of the word and then we'll pray and get into it. And it's going to be 1 John chapter 4, verse 10. And, and the Holy Spirit's just been working on me, so I'll try to not get emotional. Um, <laughs> if we could put that on the screen, guys, that'd be great. This is real love. This is not fairy tale love. This isn't a movie script love. This is real love that not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. This is real love. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you that because of you, you sent Jesus to demonstrate to us what real love looks like. And I hope, my hope God is that people will experience this real tangible love that can come from you, that can wash away our sins, that can heal our souls, oh God, and that you would do that today. Help me help your people as we read and learn about you today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. You can take your seats, yes. And I do wanna thank our worship team, my goodness. Ah, so incredible. Yes, can we give it up for them though? Seriously. I have to be honest, I was not ready for today until worship. I was not ready for this message. Pastor Anthony in the first service looked at me and he was like, you know, are you ready? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and that last chorus we sang, my goodness, it just... It, it, it was the confirmation that I needed uh, to deliver this word, to be honest. And I hope that um, it resonates with you again as, as it did just in worship. And believe me, um, if you ever have the opportunity to come at the start of worship, can I encourage you to do so? There is just so many things that God has done already in this service uh, that is so important. And so come back to 6 p.m. and I'd love to have you because that would be a lot of fun too. And you get extended worship, which is always great. Um, but anyway, we're going to pick up this text um, in John chapter 18. And there's this conversation that's happening with Jesus and uh, the governor, Judea, Pilate. And it's, we get a peek into what's happening behind the scenes, right? Jesus is about to be crucified or at least the judgment, right, of his crucifixion was about to take place. And the governor's trying to assess the validity of the case of what Jesus is going to be charged with, right? The Jews are trying to get him to get crucified. There's all this uproar. And here's Pilate, just a man, like a man of a great leadership and stature, but really just trying to figure out what the truth is. And so we pick up this scripture in verse 37, and this is Pilate. He says, so you're a king, right? He's validating this. The Jews are telling him he's a king, etc." And Jesus answered, you say 
that I'm a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. In verse 38, Pilate says, like so many of us, I feel like have this question. He, he says, well, what is truth? What is it? What is truth, retorted Pilate. And with this, he went out. He didn't even stay to hear what Jesus had to say about it. And he went to the Jews and gathered there and said, I find no basis for the charge, for a charge against him. No basis. There was no basis for the charge. He also, in another version, says he is not guilty. He is not guilty of a crime. And so as we kick off this hot weekend series, I want to take a, a, an important, I want to take a jab at answering this important question, what is truth? What is it? Because I find that we are going to answer a few questions about what is the truth about God? What is the truth about Jesus? And what is the truth about the Holy Spirit if we get lucky with time? And I think that singing the songs we sang today, I couldn't help but get so overwhelmed with the fact that God really wanted to deliver this message because we sang about truth. And so you already have an idea of what the message is about. It's about God. But I felt like last week, Pastor Anthony shared an important truth with us, that living in freedom actually requires us to know the truth, yeah. right? And living in freedom actually gives us strength. We are strengthened by the truth. We are weakened by the lies that we tell ourselves or that we come to believe. And so in this passage that we just read and read together, Pilate walks out on Jesus before he can answer the question of what is truth? And what is it about the truth that does that to us? I think that we get a little squeamish around the truth depending on how it's delivered, depending on who we're around. I know when I was a kid, I don't know if this happened to you, I remember being at a store with my mom. We always in Miami, so we went to this store called Ross, and I don't think that's here. It's like a Marshalls or a TJ Maxx, <laughs> but it was like an equivalent of that. And I remember I would, I, you know, was following my mom at the store and like anything else, you get super bored at a store. So I just started taking some stuff, right, that I was going to take with me uh, without her permission. And my mom turns and looks at me and she's like, well, what do you, what do you, what do you have there? Like, and she's like, and she then goes to say, that's not yours. And, I, and it, it was the truth that I was like, but I want it, <laughs> right, like any, any child. And she's like, give it back. He's like, go take it back where you found it. Yep, go. And I was like, you know, you're kind of like, okay, I guess I'll go back. Ugh. And I find that that happens to us when, we, when we're confronted with the truth because we want to take it. <laughs> we want to possess it sometimes. And the reality is truth isn't to be possessed. Actually, we find that Pilate is standing in front of truth himself. Pilate was standing in front of love himself and he walks out and so i find that the voice of truth the person of truth the source of all truth was standing right in front of him and he dares to ask the question what is it what is truth and i find that some of us are confronted with that today you know i find that i relate to Pilate because in moments where maybe i ask the right questions and perhaps the answer is too much to handle. 
depending on who we're in front of. You know, there are times where we're not sure if we want to be told the truth, you know? And even though, even though in those moments where we're asking, we actually know that it's the truth that sets us free, but we don't want to hear it. It's too tough. It's too hard to, to, to deal with the fact. And yet, Pilate says he's not guilty, right? He comes to that conclusion himself. But to answer the question, what is truth? I want to give you the answer before we're like, well, what is it? Um, <laughs> truth is reality, right? Reality. Truth is reality. It's reality is rooted in what's real. It's comprised of what's real. Uh, and for us, the title of my message here is The Whole Truth. So I'm going to do my best to give you the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God. <laughs> John, Mar John Mark Comer, it's a pastor and an author, he said this um, that I thought was so important. Reality does not conform itself to our desires. It doesn't conform itself to our feelings or our incorrect thinking. Therefore, it does not lead to health and happiness, nor can it ever. If truth is reality, that means reality cannot be formed in our feet, cannot be based on our feelings. So that means truth cannot be based on our feelings. That means truth cannot be based on our incorrect thinking. That means truth cannot be uh, based on our desires. It's not what truth is. And that's not what reality is. But we find where we live today that that is so true. Uh, and so that's why it's so important for us to do this, to know what the truth is. And so I want to encourage us that if you feel like you're wrestling with that, like what is the truth about my faith? What is our faith? We sang it. I think it's so appropriate. I can't wait um, to sing it again at the 6 p.m. if my Pastor Magda does it. Um, <laughs> but it's bearing worth repeating because I find that I do see a church a people who are rising and saying, not on my watch. There is truth to be stood for. There is truth that needs to continue to declare. There's truth that needs to continue to be spoken about. It is too important to not say the truth, to not live the truth, to not, again, confide in who is truth. Yeah. It's so important. And so for us today, I feel that there are people who are, again, being transformed by the renewing of their mind to know what the truth is, to be transformed by truth. And for us, as I take us through the next couple points, again, talking about what is true about God, what is true about the Holy Spirit, what is true about Jesus, I hope that for some of us who've been doing the faith journey a while, this will be a great reminder. And for those who are new, this will be helpful for you in your walk. So number one, the truth about God is that he is real. The truth about God is that he is real. He is real. He does exist. And I think that's important for us to know. And also the other truth about God is that he is love. So don't like, let's not get it twisted. He is both. He is truth. He is love. He is God and he is real. And so uh, Hebrews 11:6, which I was so encouraged this morning, Pastor Magno shared this verse as well as he, helped, as he rallied our teams to serve. And it says, and it is, without faith, it's impossible to please God any, because anyone, anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. It's foundational. And that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. 
So for some of us this week, uh, alongside our Resilient Woman event, our Resilient Woman launched its first podcast. Super exciting. So hopefully, yes, hopefully you guys have heard it. Uh, but Priscilla Flowers said this, and I want to quote her, which is so exciting that I get to do this. Um, she said, what I believe about God and his existence is going to inform how I walk through the world. It's so important. Does the way, does the reality of who God is impact the way you walk in this world? Because that's important for us to know. But then again, maybe we ask this question, but how do we know God is real? Right? I'm telling you, I'm saying God is real, but how do you know that? <laughs> right? Maybe that's the question you're asking yourself today. We know God is real because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. And he says it in verse 37 in that passage of scripture with Pilate. He says, I was born and I came into the world to testify to the truth. That was his purpose, to testify to the truth. And I love that Jesus, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they all testify to one another. And we also have the incredible responsibility and the testimony to do the same, that we get to bear witness, meaning we get to share beyond ourselves the reality of who God is. See, Jesus came to testify, to bear witness to the truth that God is real and that ultimately Jesus' purpose was to reconcile God the Father to humanity, to restore the broken relationship so that we wouldn't have to suffer the way people in the Old Testament had to present sacrifices in order to receive the same thing we have available for us today. And so in John chapter 14, it's actually interesting where Jesus is preparing the disciples for his departure. And he says this, which again, we sing and I love it. Um, and this is John 14, verse six. And it says, Jesus came to him and said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. So we don't get access to God the Father unless we go through Jesus. And he says, he says he is the truth. Jesus is the truth. Again, Pilate is standing right in front of him. He's asking the right questions to the right person and yet doesn't stay. And I wonder if that's us in some way, shape, or form. And he says in verse 7, I love it, if you had known me, Jesus said, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. So how is it possible that Jesus says that you have seen God, right? How do we know? How do we experience the reality of God in this day and age? He says it in verse 13, and I think this is encouragement for us. Jesus tells his disciples, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the son can bring glory to the father. If we're asking us today, what does that mean? How can we testify, we as people of God? How do we do that? We testify through our prayers. We testify to the reality of God through prayer. It's through prayer, it's when we pray. Because I have seen, and I'm sure you have heard, right, of people coming up for prayer, being healed of cancer, coming up for prayer and being healed of depression, coming up for prayer and being healed of whatever sickness or disease. These are your testimonies that 
point to the reality that God is real, that you can come, someone can lay hands, pray, and that can, can be answered. It's our answered prayers. And that's so tangible and so real for us to understand and grasp that we get to testify to the reality of God as he answers the desires and the petitions of our hearts because he wants to and he is loving and he is an incredible God. I think about the miraculous turnaround of baby twins that we were praying for just a couple weeks ago. God can do anything. And the turnaround of those twins, again, points to the reality that he is real and that he listens to us when we ask of him. And so number two today, the truth about Jesus, when we're talking about who Jesus is, is that he is alive. Jesus is alive. That is good news. Amen. Yes. <laughs> But the truth about Jesus is that he is love personified. He is love incarnate. Remember, God so loved the world that he sent his son. So he is love in the flesh. That is Jesus. He is the truth. And so we find that in verse 37, again, Jesus says this, all who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. How important is that for us? In a preliminary study, uh, the Barna Group, which is a research uh, group that does a lot of things, and they're incredible, but they're, do they're in the middle of doing their largest uh, research on teenagers. Over the last 38 years, they've been, they've been doing a lot of things, but this particular research, and this has been happening for the last couple years on teenagers, so the youth from, thir from ages 13 through 17, they asked a particular set of questions. They have interviewed over 24,000 of them globally, right? And they asked some questions about who Jesus is. And one of the things that they said was that 21%, 21% of all the teens that were surveyed, so we're talking about 20, over 24,000 of them, believe that Jesus is active and alive in the world today. So what I found in that interesting research study was that that means 79%, however, believe that Jesus is a figure of the past, that he is irrelevant in the past, but not so relevant in the present. And I feel like that could be said of us today, that when we talk about Jesus being alive, we don't think of Jesus being alive right now. We think of Jesus being alive back then, and that needs to change in order for us to truly have a good perspective of who Jesus is. But maybe for some of us, we don't realize that. Maybe we don't know that Jesus truly is alive, but scripture tells us this. How do we know? Well, first and foremost, there's no body. Like, usually if you die, like, there's a body, and you go, like, he came back to life. We understand that, but really there's no body to be found. And in Matthew 28, Valid, like, verifies this, right? So there's an angel, speaks to the women who are trying to go see Jesus after the third day and realize, like, oh, snap, he's not here for real. <laughs> he did say that. Yes, that happened. And so what I love about this, what the angel does, right? He tells, he tells them, hey, he's not here. He's risen from the dead, just as like he said. But this is the part that catches me on verse 7. He tells them to now go quickly and tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead. See, let's not forget. See, truth is always rooted in reality. 
It's always rooted in what's real. God is real because of Jesus, and Jesus is alive because he is God. Like, that is the truth. But how we share the good news about who Jesus is and how he is, continues, and is alive today actually bears witness, testifies to that being true for generations to come, right? 79% of, of children, of youth, don't believe he's alive today. That's important for us. That's so important for us. And it's okay that you're frightened to share the good news, to share the gospel, because the women were too. They're like, I know he's not here, but where could he be? I guess I, I, guess I should go. I, guess I have to tell them that he's not here. But there was an excitement to know that Jesus did what he said he was going to do, and it should be the same for us, that he is alive. That is good news. Therefore, the way we testify to the reality of Jesus is by sharing the gospel, by sharing the good news. It is so important so that we don't forget a generation that's coming behind us, that they too may know that he is alive and that it is good news. See, we have to understand, we walk by faith and not by sight. And again, we don't get to see Jesus the way that it is documented in the Bible, but it's important to note that the people who documented the Bible actually saw Jesus, right? So Paul tells us this in 1 Corinthians 15 verses three to six. And I wanna make sure I, I kind of like, he, he's like, this is super important. He's having this conversation with the church, but I want you to know in verse, uh, in verse six, he says, after that, right? He tells them, this is what happened with Jesus. He died, he rose again. And then he says this, after that, after all these things, Jesus, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time. So knowing that there are over 500 witnesses that bear truth to the fact that Jesus is alive and it's written in the bible for us to take comfort and to take heart see luke writes in the book of luke and acts to acknowledge of what we know today that he is in fact alive and it serves as an encouragement for us he's writing to theophilus which is like a friend of his and i find that i'm like oh, i'm gonna be like a little theophilus today too like i'm gonna glean from this like if luke was writing to me but he says this in chapter one verses three and four he says, having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I also have decided to write an accurate account for you, my most honorable Theophilus. So this, why? Why is this important? So you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. This is why it's so important for us to be in the word so that we can be certain of the truth. It's so important for us to be certain of what we believe. What is our faith? Jesus is alive. God is real. And lastly, as I start to wrap things up, the truth about the Holy Spirit is that he's in you. That's the truth about the Holy Spirit. And that the truth about the Holy Spirit is that it's love expressed. Remember, we get to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, and one of those fruits is love. So when it is expressed in each and every one of us, it's the Holy Spirit who does that through us. And we show who God is through the love 
that we bear with one another and we show one another. It testifies again to the reality of who he is. For us, maybe you don't know who the Holy Spirit is. He is the person that resides in the heart of every believer. So he is in you if you believe in God. And if not, we'll get you there in just a second. <laughs> but he is the Holy Spirit. And what does he do in John chapter 14, 7? I think, yeah, 14, 17. Uh, he leads into all truth. That's what he does. He leads us in truth. So if you feel like you don't know what the truth is, the Holy Spirit will guide you. That's what his job is to do. It's what he's meant to do. And he says this, and it's incredible because... Again, Pilate gets confronted by the truth. He's standing in front of truth. And we see it in that interaction in, in verse 38 that he walks out on Jesus, but then declares him not guilty. And so what's the funny thing about this is that although the truth may make us uncomfortable, although the truth can make us a little squeamish, it still has an impact on us. And we find that just like Pilate, a governor, okay, he had political affiliations, he had aspirations, he had certain things, his own personal beliefs. The very thing that could be said of us, he embraced the truth in that moment and again gave the verdict that he was not guilty. However, how Pilate viewed the truth and how um, Jesus viewed the truth was very different. See, Pilate viewed truth through the lens of power, through the lens of what's it benefit for me, etc. Whereas Jesus viewed the truth from a kingdom perspective. And sometimes we may get caught up in not knowing what the difference is between one or the other. And we find in John chapter 19, which I don't have too much time to go over that, but he finds that Pilate actually all throughout that chapter starts to tell the truth. He's like, he's not guilty. He's not guilty. Like, I don't find anything wrong with Jesus, right? He's trying to tell the Jews that there is nothing here to condemn this person. And he gets a little frustrated with Jesus because the Jews are still yelling all the louder. No, 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 you got to crucify him. And um, yeah, again, oh, Jesus being fully aware of who he is. In John chapter 19, verses 10 and 11, Pilate tells Jesus, he says, don't you know, don't you know that I have the authority to pardon you and the authority to crucify you? And Jesus responds to him, he says, you haven't a shred you haven't a shred of authority over me except what has been given to you from heaven. Jesus knew. Yes, give it up for Jesus. Yes, Jesus knew where his authority came from. As do you. As do you. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus loved us so much that when he ascended to heaven, that he left us with the gift of the Holy Spirit so that we too can overcome people who say what well, truth is supposed to be and it's not. We can be led by the truth. Jesus understood that it wasn't enough for Pilate to be impacted by the truth. It's not, it's not enough for us to see the truth and not do something about it. This is why the Holy Spirit is so important because it's the Holy Spirit that helps us overcome. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us the strength. It is the Holy Spirit that enables us to see things and say no. We can, we can flee from temptation. We can overcome the sin of the world through the Holy Spirit. 
And so I find that for us, if we're going to do this, if we're going to overcome the desires, if we're going to overcome incorrect thinking, if we're going to overcome some of the things of the world, we need the Holy Spirit. It is love. Again, this is real love. It's real love. And we get to experience it each and every single day through the Holy Spirit. We don't have to wait for it to be expressed by somebody else. We can seek for it through ourselves, through God and and the Holy Spirit who gives it to us, right? I think that's so, so important. And for us, we testify to the truth of the Holy Spirit. Again, we bear witness, which means we get to do something beyond ourselves when we bear witness. We bear witness by telling the truth of the Holy Spirit by living for the kingdom. When we live for kingdom, we testify to the reality of the Holy Spirit. Because there are some times where things just don't make sense, right, in our lives. Like, how did I get out of that? How did I? Yeah, Holy Spirit. Absolutely, 100%. That is what he does. But maybe as I start to close here, you know, you start thinking about maybe you're unsure. Like when we think about the truth of who God is, the truth about who the Holy Spirit is, the truth about who Jesus is for us, I think it's important for us to remember that it's love. Love is what holds it all together. See, Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit are both truth, but they're also love. And I love that Pastor Steve reminded, of the, reminded us of this in, in the passages in his message, that love, love is kind, love is patient, love does not envy, but love rejoices in truth. And that's important for us when we're confronted by the truth, that we would be able to rejoice in it, knowing and trusting and believing that God is faithful and God wants to do something for us as well. And so maybe you're here today and you might be, you know, unsure about God. Maybe you're here today and you may be unsure about who Jesus is, or maybe you're unsure about the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do in and through you. These concepts, these truths may be really difficult for us, but I want to encourage you that you, it's not about just forgiveness. That's important for us as we receive the truth, but what's more important is the invitation to invite the Holy Spirit to be and reside in you, that you too can overcome, that you too can break through, that you too can do so many things because the Holy Spirit wants that for you as well. And Pastor Anthony uh, gave us a solid truth last week that we are more than conquerors. And I believe that for each and every one of us, that we can be more than our limitations. We can be more than what labels and, and things that the world has placed on us. We can be more than what maybe our families have told us. We can be more than, but it's we. It's a collective thing. And that a knowing that it's the truth that strengthens us and the lies weaken us is so important. I hope that you have a greater sense of what the truth is today so that you don't have to worry about the lies, so that you don't have to believe a lie that isn't real or a truth that's masked in a lie. I think that's so important for us. 
And so if you, um, I really do want to offer you the opportunity to believe in truth by believing in God and his existence and his reality. I want you to believe in the truth that by walking with Jesus, you are walking with truth himself. And I also wanna invite you to the opportunity to have truth live inside you through the Holy Spirit. Because today we need truth now more than ever, but we also need love. And I love that God is both. God is love. Jesus is love personified and the Holy Spirit is love expressed. And all of that is available to us today. And so with that being said, I want to say a prayer together and knowing that it's not the prayer that's going to save us, but it's who we're praying to. God, again, confirms his reality to his uh, to our prayers. And I think that's so important for us. And so I invite you to bow our heads and close our eyes as a church family and really repeat after me. But this is especially for those who want to accept the truth by choosing Jesus. And I'll ask you to acknowledge that truth by raising your hand. And so let's pray together. Father God, thank you for loving me, for sending Jesus the truth to sacrifice his life for mine. I confess that I need you and ask for your forgiveness. Holy Spirit, help me be led by your truth forever. Amen, amen. And so with eyes still closed, if you prayed that for the first time or if you're deciding to come back to God, would you raise your hand for me? Any hands? Yeah, I see those three over there. Thank you, I see that hand over there in the front. I see that hand back there. I see that other hand back there. I see that hand back there as well. And that man over there, thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, that you are real. Jesus, we thank you that you are alive. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that you reside in each and every one of us. I thank you for the invitation that was sent and that it was received, Lord. And I pray that you'd be with your people to the ends of the earth, that they may know the truth and that it be the truth that continuously sets them free as they walk with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless. Yeah.